Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are episode 20. You're waiting, aren't you? Yeah, just awkwardly waiting for the, I can't believe it's episode 20. It's unbelievable that it's episode 20. It is unbelievable. It is kind of cool, right? Like, yeah, it was exciting to get to double digits. And now we're like, you know. The and by next. the time this drops, it's going to, it's Halloween, isn't it? Oh, Halloween. Should we have been in costumes Ooh, or something? You know, we should have done like a some spooky themed oh, episode. Come on, now. And we didn't do it. Spooky theme, like, yeah, like I like. I just want to use the word spooky. <laughs> Why spooky? Spooky is like one of the coolest. Like, just think about it. Like, oh, that's spooky. Like, I don't know. Like, spooky. That's is just a, a word cool... that like is never used. Yeah, because like it you never tell a story and go, amazing. "Hey, it was really spooky." Yeah, but if you did, it would sound really awesome. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, let's get moving. We have a lot of new listeners out there that we are very thankful for. A lot of it is due because of Pete, Craigless Hunter. Okay, so if you've never, I always want to say the Craigless Hunter. So he is the Craigslist Hunter. That's but pretty awesome. Yeah, when you are the one, yeah, he, he should be. Just <laughs> he the should be. Craigslist. And Pete, if you're listening, I know you didn't give us a shout out just so we could say this, but we wanted to say thank you. We are very appreciative. We respect you. We've learned a lot. Guys, if you have not listened to Craigslist Hunter on YouTube, he has a channel and he has a lot of great information. And he's probably one of the most authentic resellers out there. The reason I say that is, you know, he's not pushing things for you to buy. He's not sending you affiliate links, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's never been Pete's thing. Pete is very big about just putting content out there that will provide value. So he'll tell you how it is. You know, if your stuff isn't selling, he'll tell you why it's not selling. Actually, that's going to be one of our new podcasts that we're releasing next time. Why things aren't selling? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to know that. Okay, but anyways, getting back to Pete. If you haven't had a chance, check out Pete's channel on YouTube, Craigslist Hunter. You can also follow him on Instagram. Pete, we are very thankful for your listening. We hope to always be real and be relevant. And I, do you want to go to the next line? Yeah, we'll be reselling too. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much. It, it's humbling. Um, I mean, especially for me. I mean, you mentioned it in your in your YouTube video and you shouted out like, it's a cool dynamic. I'm the new guy. I'm learning. And, and Orlando has taught me so much. And it's amazing to see people that like when Orlando is teaching me about reselling and he's talking about all these, these other resellers out there. Well, and, that's and why I know what I know. Yeah. And it's like, so, so to hear that you've, are listening to us and you get to share in my journey as I become a reseller. It's, it's, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Be really thankful. And thank you to all of you that have sent us incredible, nice comments about, Hey, love the podcast. Love the sound quality. That's all Mike over here and just love the value we bring. So we're hoping to continue doing that. And, uh, this podcast, hopefully this doesn't become a Lord of the Rings episode. You know what I mean? Like really long. Yeah. Like really Like we almost went two hours. That's cool. To, um, yeah, I, I want to make sure that we don't go long for the sake of going long. But if we've got something to say, you know, because the nice thing with podcasts is, you know, what a lot of people have told us is, you know, driving on commutes or or packing mm -hmm. or things. Um, I, I, I have so many podcasts that I listen to of various, you know, genres and types. And, um, and you almost can never have enough, right? Because you're always doing something where you can have some information coming into your eardrums. Correct. So we're glad that we are able to Fill up that time for you while you're busy. Yeah. So let's get on with the Thank podcast. You. Let's do it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Mike. Oh, we're going to talk about me. Yeah, All we're right. going to talk about you because well, we, we always do this kind of catching up, right? Like, where oh. have we been since the last update episode? Well, let's see. What what was I talking about last time? See, oh, I wanted to to posh, right? Like, that was what I was kind of focusing on. For, okay, you you had two. 
You Ooh. actually set yourself up, and that might be What was I thinking? You said you were looking forward to garage sales. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I think we're always looking forward to. I don't know why you picked that one. Because uh, it's just easy. It's easy out. I'm, okay. you know, laziness. Wow. I, I mean, I, sometimes you, you you can't have something new every single week, right? Like sometimes sometimes consistency and grind is what you're looking forward to. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, just checking. All right, and the other one was that you wanted to make Poshmark more of a thing. Yeah, more of a thing. Yeah, so we were... Well, well let's go back to garage sales. Okay, garage sales. I loved Tell it. Me. It was amazing. We actually ended up going to the same community sale today. I don't I know don't, if you... You never said hi. You, you didn't, like, text me. I'm busy, like, hunting. Like, I, no, I, know, I know. I don't... Honestly, I make some videos while I'm out there. I don't know how you do it. Like, a couple times I start to record something, and then I'm like, oh, I need to get to the next place. So, like... I think part of it is you're you're comfortable enough with the uh, uh, with what you're doing out there and what you're looking for, and I'm still doing so much researching on my phone. No, I get um, that. So instead of texting you, I'm I'm researching stuff on eBay. Like, does this sell for money? I but know. I do notice like I'm not as fast as I used to be, right? Because really? I want yeah, because I you know I want to provide value mm-hmm. and I want to let people know like this is what happened here and what happened here, and there's always in the back of my mind like Orlando, like you got to keep moving, mm-hmm. you got to keep moving. But there's another part of me that cares about our listeners, and I, I just want to provide, and especially our Instagram followers. Well, they're both our listeners, but, you know, we're talking about IG stories here. I want to be able to provide stuff out there so people feel motivated while they're out there doing garage sales. Yep. Right? Good stuff. So I get that. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, or is that kind of going to be part of your Hustle of the Week? Yeah, so um, Hustle of the Week and I think Bolo. Both All wrapped in one. Well, not wrapped in one, separate things, but but kind of feed into some of the garage selling stuff today. So uh, I'll definitely talk about that later. But it was good garage sale. You mentioned I had the same map, and I actually had, had made a video that I was going to send out, and then I realized you already did an Insta story. Like, it was pretty legit. They had every single house that was was on there, and the map was... I actually, though, had the interactive map on my phone that I was using so much nicer because it showed what? you where you were at. So I didn't yeah. even... You know, I saw that, but I didn't know what it... It's genius. It I'm going to start using it from now on. I'm going to look more into the interactive map, see if it's something you can set up easily or if it's easier to, uh, if if they do it. Okay, um, so explain that to me a little bit. Interactive map. So you can do that with any garage sales is what you're saying? I, well, I don't know. So um, when I clicked on this Craigslist ad for this garage sale, it had their map. It told you what house you can go to to get, you know, more maps. Um, and then it had at the bottom interactive map link, right? So I put in that link and it's super, super long and I wasn't using Craigslist on my phone. I was using my computer. Uh, so I used like a Google link shortener to shorten it so that I could type it in on my phone and I pulled it up and it basically pulled up what looked like, but it was in a web browser, Google maps, um, with all of the houses, all those little stars already done in the neighborhood. Okay. And it would show you where your car was on there as a little blue dot. So as I'm driving around, I could say like, okay, I'm getting close to one. There's going to be one up on the left. That's incredible. It was amazing. Cause that was my problem this morning. So I realized I dropped the ball the night before because I'm usually really good about this. So I'm putting them in. Yeah, I use this website called routeexcel.com. I think it's like, I think it's European because when I pay, I have to pay in pounds mm. for the service. Like you're allowed to do, I think like 10 addresses and it'll give you a route, like start here and it'll give you the most efficient route. Mm. And sometimes when it's more than 10, I, I forget what the number is. You have to pay like three, $3 or whatever the pounds are. Right. And I would put all my addresses and it draws out the, the route. Well, this morning I'm like driving going, wait a second, there's something not right here. Like, why is it taking me so long to figure out where to go? And it's because I didn't do my homework the night before. 
So again, if you're going to community garage, so make sure you do the homework the night before. Not, not, I sound like a teacher right now. Yeah. Do your homework. <laughs> That's terrible. All right. Stay but, calm and do your homework. But I this homework will provide you money. That in my classroom. Kids love it. They hate it. Okay. So... That's definitely something maybe in the future we want to just show more. Yeah, I'm going to look more into the interactive map website and see how easy it is to set one up yourself. Um, If it's more efficient than, um, you know, paying through something like Radixel or, you know, who knows? It's all about finding something better. No, that's incredible. Cheaper, easier, faster, saving time and money. I do like the kind of freestyling, like you're just driving around. You're like, hey, is the garage sale? I mean, I was talking today about that's how I had my huge score where I picked up, I don't know, 50 pairs of Danner boots and lacrosse boots uh, from from someone who was, you know, they were they worked for the company and they were offloading them for like, I, don't, I think I paid like 15 to 20 for each one. And I've been making a lot of money on them. So, and that was one that was off the grid. Hmm. Like I was just driving out. Yeah. A lot of my big, big finds have been the same way. You've been at community sales where it's not one of the ones mapped on a map and there's like a random, you know, arrow pointing or I'm just driving and I see it. And those are the ones you, I, I think you find the best stuff because other people aren't looking there. No, I know. Yeah. And, and and actually today on the Insta story, I'm like, I'm going to go drive around. Yeah, I didn't find anything. Yeah, so you win, you lose. That's good. But so I I, I look I look forward to what you're going to tell us about your garage sales. Yeah, garage sales is good. Mike has said nothing to me. And actually I told him, don't tell me because I want to know later. Yeah, and then he complains. Oh, you didn't text me while you were out. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. All right. So, what about Posh making Ooh, it? A okay. Thing? So, tell me. The original plan this weekend was I was going to make a logo for our Posh store and really start to like kind of build that, as it were. Um, and then episode 19 happened. And episode 19 was, you know, about some of the habits that we should have. And some of those things really got me thinking that, like, I don't, I mean, I take this seriously, but I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job of keeping track of my finances and, and all of those things that comes with running a business. Um, so Heather and I went and opened up a business bank account. Really? It was legit. Yeah. So we've got a business bank account now. Um, so it's going to be so much easier to track, you know, what's our capital, what's our income coming in, what expenses we're paying. Um, so that was exciting. So we didn't make the logo, but we have that bank account. So let me stop you real quick. So talk to me about what it looked like before. Right, because you're saying you needed to create a separate business account. So, mm-hmm. what what made you go to do a business account? Like, was everything like all together? Like, you would spend something you didn't know where it came from. It's it was one of those things. Like, we knew we were always making profit off of items we were selling, right? Okay. And then we know inventory obviously is potential profit. I think that's the best way of thinking about it. Okay. So everything is either profit or potential profit. Um. So we haven't been concerned necessarily about like making losing money. But we've been seeing our savings account go down and down and down. And then we make payments, you know, back to our savings account through through PayPal. And it's like, okay, it's back up a little bit. But it's like, oh, but some of that's capital. Wait, no, actually, like, we use a lot of our savings. So, like, we need to be paying ourselves back. And so, like, there's this, like, in-between kind of, like, I'm not sure, like, what's business capital and what's personal savings. And and so having a business account is doing two things for us. Um, one, it, it 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 makes it very clear, right? Like we can look in and know exactly how much does, is our reselling bringing in, how much okay. do we have this month, how much has gone out this month, and then tracking uh, expenses is going to be so much easier. Like, of course, you've got to keep the receipts, but when it comes to a potential IRS audit, you know, heaven forbid, 
you want to be able to, to, to say like every withdrawal, like these were the things like this is an expense. It's a write-off. Every deposit is, you know, accounted for. And you're not going through your personal accounts and like, Oh wait, no, that was McDonald's. Oh wait, no, that was gas. Oh wait, oh wait, that was Target. Oh wait, but I think that was when I bought you know stuff for my son. But this one was definitely it's just okay, I get it, you know. And I actually used GoDaddy Bookkeeping to mm. kind of separate it. So I have two, I think three cards linked to my GoDaddy Bookkeeping account, and it tracks my Amazon and my eBay. Nice. And every expense that I make, and I only keep these cards for those expenses. And then when I go to GoDaddy Bookkeeping, I can put it under cost of goods sold. I can put it mm. under shipping or supplies or whatever it is. So that might be the next step, yep. you know, as you're growing your business. But it's been really awesome and helpful because I don't have to think about it. Right? And you also picked up an app too, right, for your mileage? Yes, yes. So uh, I can't remember what it's called is right it now. Is like, No, it's like Everlands? Stride. Stride. Oh, there's another one? There's always new ones. Yeah. We got one that works for Android and Apple because I'm an Android person. My wife's an Apple person. So um, we had to find an app that that worked for both. Um, But yes, we've got the app now. I mean, it's just been good. Like we're taking it more seriously. Um, It's, I I feel, steps in the right direction. Um, It feels good. feels good, man. So you kind of put the posh thing on hold for a little bit. No, I feel like that was part of posh. Okay. (laughs) Then you're going to like brand it and like do all those things. But you're saying this is part of that. This is part of that, right? Like okay. the behind the scenes stuff, like that stuff, the nitty gritty is is big, as much part of your business as the fun flowery stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think Posh has been going good too. There's been so many of you guys, um, you know, listeners who've gone to our Posh store um, and shared stuff, Instagram followers. Um, if you've done that, a few of you guys have like made comments or like shared a bunch of my closet and then said like, thanks for the podcast, but I don't know your Instagram feed. Like I'd love to like shout you out and say like, hey, Check out their store, you know, so um, let me know your Instagram handle so I can, you know, shout you out. That'd be awesome. And I will tell you, it it's incredible, the posh thing and the sharing club. I'm always amazed by that because I definitely, it just creates like a positive environment. Yeah, and I didn't really feel that until, until like doing it with the listeners. Like in the past, it was almost kind of, you know, like you, you almost have... Your followers you're not necessarily connected to. I don't feel like as much on Posh as you are like on Instagram. Okay. So you've got just this number of followers that that kind of rises quickly. Um, and some people share your stuff. Some people don't. But now that there's like a handful of people who I know in another context, right? Like they listen to our podcast. They're, they they communicate they with us on Instagram. Too, yeah, though. they're like, they. you guys are like. Yeah, you, I feel you like you kind of. No, you are friends. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys are part of, of, of what we're doing here. And so when you say like, Hey, your closet looks good. Thanks for what you, you know, are doing on the podcast. And then I look at your closet and you've got 10 times as many listings and a hundred times as many followers. And you're doing way more than I'm doing. Cause like sometimes when I'm talking to Orlando, I feel like, man, I'm a posh expert. And then I realize, like, I don't know anything about posh, right? Like I, I'm still learning this. And so many of you guys know way more about posh than I do. Um, but the fact that my journey in posh and kind of what I'm learning is helping or at least entertaining. And then you guys can be helping me, right? Like send me advice and tips and I will share that with the world or at least, you know, with the, the podcast world, you, you guys, the world that matters, <laughs> the world that matters. What about you? What's, uh, what's been going on with you? So eBay listings. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've been, I've been busy. Like I, I will tell you, I get why the one man show will only last for so long. Mm. Cause right now I have stacks of, Online arbitrage sitting at my house. I have 
tons of eBay listings that are not active. I have tons of eBay inventory that still needs to get processed. I have bookkeeping I need to take care of. I mean, it, it's 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 very overwhelming, and it's okay. I'd rather be in this place because it means that I'm scaling, and I also have my helper. So what what it's caused me to do is to lean on my helper even more, mm. right? Because I've gotten to a place where it's like I don't have options, right? If I want to take this to the next level, I have to be willing to let go of some things, mm. right? So that was a big step for me with clothing. Because I've been, I love selling clothing. I don't like taking measurements. I I don't mind the pictures, but I, you know, that's kind of not. I I just, I remember when I first started, I loved it because I love the ROI. So mm. the ROI kept me motivated, and it still does. But I also love doing RA. I love going, you know, to Targets and Walmart and, and just finding those hot toys or those toys that are going to allow me to scale. And so now I'm at a place where I have to let go. And and I think that's just part of scaling. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, when I, and this is not really, I guess this will be part of my random story. Mm. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, when I, when I was a vice principal, I remember my first year, I did everything. Like I was every single email, every single phone call, you know, every single interaction, mm. like and it, and it just, and you I don't know if you remember, but yeah. like I was always swamped. Like, I, and what it did is it, it broke my relationships with other people. Right. Because I didn't have time for them. And as, you know, I began to learn more things, I'll never forget going to, and I know this is, this is the random story, okay? Because it, it is recently related, so stick with me. And I remember going to this conference for administrators, and he said, your job is to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> remember going, that does not sound good at all. I, I, I'm sure faculty wow. would not be happy with me going, everyone, my job is for me to do absolutely nothing and for you all to work. Right? Would you have enjoyed that message? You know, I think I could read between the lines and see the idea of management there and how proper management works, but I'd like to hear how that plays out for you. Well, what is it? Would, it would be hard. It'd be like, no, I'm working hard. You need to work hard too, Mr. VP. <laughs> So if you're listening, okay, st- stick with us. There's a point to all of this. And this is going to be my random story for today. So one of the things they said is you have to become a min- minimalist. I hope I said that right, minimalist. Does that sound okay? Sounds English good teacher? to me. Okay. So they said get rid of all your bookshelves with all your books. Get rid of anything that's going to hold you in your office. Mm. Your job is to do nothing. And what they meant by that was you have to be out there establishing relationships. Mm. So you have to be in the classrooms. You have to be talking to parents. You have to be talking to students. So I got rid of everything. Do you remember my office? What did I have in my office? Remember when you would come in? I remember you had a board game, which is kind of what sparked uh, our friendship. Okay. All right. Outside of the board game, what was, what was in there before I left? Oh, man. You're, you're putting, me, putting me on the It's easy. Here. A big TV. Okay, I did. I had a huge <laughs> flat screen that I used to share information and occasionally, you know, use for YouTube. And a, After hours. and a desk. And a desk and a chair. And another chair. And that's pretty much it. That's true, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I did have one small shelf in the back. But what it did, it caused me to leave. Mm. Right? For whatever reason, all this stuff around me, like, caused me to be stuck. Mm. Right? And at the same time, I ended up having my assistant answer a lot of my emails, take a lot of my phone calls, 
you know, a lot of times I would get contacts for like they need information about something. So what I did is I would create a long list and I would say, if anybody calls or anybody needs this info, here it is. You know, don't worry about contacting me. I'm going to be out and about. All right. Now let's relate it to reselling. It's the same scenario. Mm. Right. I should be out there. I shouldn't be stuck, you know, prepping inventory or making sure that, you know, all the pictures are just right. Like I, I should be out there sourcing. Right. So if I want to maximize what I'm doing, I need to remove all that clutter. Mm. Right. So one of those steps was to allow my helper to take over that. Mm. Right. And, and my helper is incredible. I mean, she's so good at what she does. And and so I I think I had about 100 pieces of clothing that were just sitting there. Sounds like a death pile. It was, it was a death pile. Okay. It was a major death pile. And I remember it would just like stare at me every day and it would get me down. Mm. And and I go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get all this prepped. I'm going to remove all the thrift store tags. I'm going to make sure that they're ready to go for pictures. And then I'm going to drop them off. And then I had more clothing and more clothing. And this last week I just said, I'm not going to do all those things. Mm. I'm going to trust that she's incredible and she'll she'll figure it all out. And so what I did is I got two totes. I got all my clothing. I did I didn't talk to her and say, hey, are you comfortable taking it to the next step? Because up to this point, she was taking pictures of shoes, whatever items. It, you know, clothing takes a little more work, mm. right? You have to remove the tag. You have to do measurements. You have to take pictures. You have to make sure there's no flaws. Mm. And what I did is I took all these clothes, all this clothes, and I put it in two totes, and I just dropped them off. And I said, hey, what I need you to do is I need you to put together some kind of a chart, and I need you to put, you know, the brand, the size, the material, the hem, the chest measurements, the sleeve, any flaws. And then after you do all that, I'm going to buy a lighting kit. If you're okay with it, and she said she was fine with it, I'm going to buy a lighting kit, and I trust that you're going to take awesome pictures. Just take a look at what I've been doing on my eBay listings, and away we went. Nice. So now let me ask you, though, Orlando. Um, I, we've had actually a couple of comments uh, where people have asked that question, like why do some people like want to stay a one-man show? And, and if you're a listener and you're just starting – um, I mean, the truth is you, you probably are a one man show for a while. Like you need to be, you have to build up that, that pipeline. Agreed. You have to build up, you have to work your way to that point. Um, but I'm sure the people who are at that, that, that precipice of they could go to the next level and, and start to hire helpers <clears> and, <throat> and begin to focus on the areas that are going to be most productive for them. Um, one of the fears I'm sure many of them have is if I, if I get a helper and I sh- teach them how to take pictures and how to list and which items are worth money because they're seeing the items I'm selling. Am I just going to create somebody who's going to go out and do the exact same thing as I'm doing? And now I've got another competition out there and I don't have my helper. So like you like you're basically training up a replacement for you or a competition. What would you say to somebody who's got that fear? I think it's real. But what ends up happening with my helper, like it's not what she wants to do. Right. You know, it's not like her thing. Like, she's an artist. She does a great job. She's still going through college. Like, that's her focus. Mm. And I'm okay if she ends up saying, you know, Orlando, I really want to do some of this on my own. Can I, can can you teach me? I'm okay with that too. That's fine because there's always people that are willing, you know, they, they, they have too much going on. Because, again, we always talk about this. Like, we think that the flip life is just about going to the garage sales, finding an item, mm. and making the money, right? There's all these steps in between. Right. 
right? There's the research, there's the finding the right products, there's growing your capital, then there's, you know, taking the pictures, doing the listing, packing, dealing with customer messages, taking best offers, you know, and it goes on and on and on and on, right? So it's not that simple. And sometimes some people don't want to go down that road. Mm. And if she does want to go down that road, I'm okay, because that's what we're about. We're about helping other people level up. So up to this point, that hasn't happened. You know, what, what's pretty incredible is that I remember asking her, I go, so are you noticing things? She goes, yeah, like, you bring some really nice shoes. <laughs> or, you know, and it, I was like, oh, and I remember, I, I'll never forget, like, she had some relatives, and I think it was her brother and her dad was there, and, and they, like, started trying on the shoes that I had, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. And, they, and I remember them saying, like, these are really good. So I'm like. Oh, great. Like, she knows. Mm. Like, think about knowing bolos. Yep. That is the best way to know bolos. Yep. It's right? to work. I mean, that's that's kind of the one of the main ways people in any field kind of gets their foot in the door is almost like an apprenticeship. And that's almost kind of what it is. But I like what you said. Maybe, maybe there's a certain amount of wisdom in picking people to help you who need the work and want to do the work uh, but aren't necessarily, you know, like – that's not the life they want because it is a specific life, right? And so that's right. Th that's it. Yep. It's a lifestyle. Like if you want to level up, especially if you want to go to full time, like it has to be something you love. You got to love the process. If you're just about the money, you're going to be miserable. Like any job, right? Like you, you want to find something that you enjoy doing and um, gives you some sense of, of, of meaning. And, and I think for a lot of people like, okay, so there's the hunt that's exciting. There's something about being your own boss. There's something about, you know, kind of controlling your time. That's exciting. That's good. There's something about having more free time and ability with your family, right? Like all those things are good. And you might not enjoy every step of it along the way, but there's something about those things that that are enticing um, that that I feel, you know. But it's not make for it everyone. Work. Exactly. And it's not, you know. I thought about that the other day because I, I went, you know, I, my uh, my kids still go to school and I remember driving on campus and picking up my, my kids and. I go, you know, I had a lot of pressure when I was a vice principal, mm -hmm. but a lot of things were taken care of. Right. Right. It wasn't all on me. Right. If I needed to be, you know, an hour late, that was okay. You mm -hmm. know, because I could always make up the time later and I could always ask my assistant, hey, can you just hold phone calls and, and reschedule these meetings? Because, you know, I got to take care of something. Yeah. Right. But, you don't have sick time and paid vacation. And, yeah. I thought and about 401k that. and insurance and are you trying to like take you take me back to the nine to five? No, but I'm saying like <laughs> there there are the benefits to that. I mean, I have this theory that you give up, and we talked about it actually on one of our episodes where somebody asked about um, like Amazon like taking data. Like, there's this idea that you give up a certain amount of freedom for comfort, or you give up uh, a certain amount of comfort yes. for freedom, right? And, and it's this balance that you have, and so. Yeah, there might be some comforts that come with with the nine to five, but you lose other freedoms. And then there's freedoms that you get by not having that, but you lose some of the comforts. And, and you have to know what's best for you and your situation and what works and what you're willing to to sacrifice. And, and you know, what is it you'd prefer? I agree. And, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I love the freedom of being a full time mm. reseller. You know, I, I will say it's a lot of pressure. Like I shared with you everything going on right now. Yep. And I knew it was going to be tough. And I know it's going to be tough till December 18. Mm -hmm. And it may be tough after that. But right now I'm in this place. Like I said, I want my eBay to scale and I want my Amazon to scale. 
And I know that next year, I am definitely going to have to hire people to do Amazon for mm. me too, right? And I know next year, I'm probably going to have to do some wholesale and find other avenues and other income streams. So, you know, just keep growing. Yeah, got to grow. So that's my random story. Cool. Oh, you want to hear my random story? Do you guys want to hear Mike's random story? All right. I didn't hear anything, so go for it. Okay, we'll assume there's silence. Means yes. All right, here we go. So, okay, kind of interesting one. I had a back and forth with a guy uh, about a radio that I was selling. I picked it up at a garage sale for $4, and I think I ended up selling it for like 45 or 50 something like that. It was, it was oh, nice. pretty good ROI. Um, but, like, he'd make an offer to me, and, like, he had a question in the a message in the offer, and it was like, you know, does the volume, you know, is it scratchy, does it work, and... My response, I, I responded back with a counter offer because he was asking, you know, us too low. Okay. So I, I countered it something more reasonable and I respond like, yes, the volume works. And then he comes back at basically something <clears throat> I'm willing to accept and then says, I will take your offer, but I need to know that the volume works. And so I responded and it's, instead of, and, and, <laughs> and, and instead of accepting his offer, I sent back his offer again at the same value that he had so that he knows like. Somehow he's not getting my message. I said, yes, it works, right? And then he responds back and he's like, again, I will only accept your offer if... And so finally I just accepted his offer because he sent me an offer, you know. Okay. So I accept it and then I send him a message now that I can actually send a message to him because he bought an item from me. And I'm like, yes, the volume works. Don't worry. It's great. It sounds good. Um, and then his response is, great. Make sure to wrap this item up really, 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 really well. Because our post office out here, and he names the city, I love um, those messages. destroys items. And I'm like, oh, that's rough. And, and you know, I believe, it. I believe it. Because here's, here's, here's my personal experience with that. I might have mentioned the one where the, the UPS guy, I think it was UPS, would throw the box full of baby food, baby jar glass food over our fence. I and remember you saying them. that. Okay, so that was one. Um, that is still wild to me. That it's... Like, he must have heard it. Like, we're right? inside, and we hear the crash. And then, like, run outside, and he's, like, jogging away from the house, you oh know? My. And we have a beware of dog sign, because you can't see. It's a, it's a wood, like, gate and fence. Um, and we have a dog that lays back there. And so, like, he's throwing this heavy, heavy box over the fence. Like, if my dog was right there. Like, oh, so man. that's really sad. But here's one that was kind of a little bit more funny. Um at an apartment complex or a condo that I'd lived at several years before, there was like a walkway to get to our, our door. And you had to like zigzag a couple of times to get to our door. And there was a couple okay. of others that branched off and we would get stuff broken all the time. And so one day we've got the door open and like the screen doors closed and we just hear this box slam against the screen door and land on the floor and so we're standing right by the door. So we just like pop our head around and look. And the lady is like a good 40 feet away, 30 feet away. I don't know. She's really far away at where like the zigzag starts. So she doesn't want to walk the whole way. And she had just been oh throwing goodness. the boxes to that our front so door. Obnoxious. It was crazy, right? So like, yeah, I could see why somebody would be a little bit concerned, especially if you're post office I've person. never... So, okay, let me explain something. So I always tell people when they ask me, like, should I put fragile stickers mm. on my box? I tell them no. No, don't do that. Oh, here's another one. Wait, I know well, you got... Oh, wait, let me nope, nope. finish my yep, thought. Yep. I didn't okay, finish, finish my thought. Uh -huh. But I think you're going to go along the same lines. It's because your item should be packed so well that it doesn't need a fragile sticker. And if it has a... Is it fragile or fragile? 
Uh, don't say fragile. That's okay. Weird. Okay. If it has a fragile sticker, it's gonna bring attention to it, right? And you know, I don't know. I just feel that like you, you're throwing out something, going, "Hey, this is fragile," you know. And some people will be very courteous and treat it better, and others are gonna be like, "Ha this is fragile." <laughs> some are rude. Yeah, we had a. Okay, tell me what you're gonna say now. Sorry. So we got a, we got an envelope like a hard. You know how like the I don't even know what they're called like the. The cardboard envelopes. You the know. flat rate ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something like that um, with pictures in it that somebody sent us. And it said on there a couple times, please do not bend pictures inside. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. We before. got that back, that envelope, bent in half and then bent the other way in half. So somebody oh, literally my. bent it twice, both directions, so the pictures were completely creased. Because it said, do not, I, I bet you... You think it was malicious? Oh, yeah. If it did not say, please do not bend, nobody would have bent it. It was okay. like... Oh, don't ban, sure, right? Like somebody was just having a bad day. Or, but, you know, it is it is all like kind of uh, automated, right? Like it goes to the conveyor belt and maybe it got stuck somewhere. And, uh, uh-huh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm just saying. Conspiracy I here. don't believe that. Okay. All right, so. But that's a good thing, I think, to talk about this idea of packaging because we've got a video on We that, do, right? but we'll talk about that later. All right. It's related to one of our current topics. Was that your whole story? That was it. Okay. That's good, though. I, I What I will say is this, is that you always have to pack as if people are not going to treat your items well. Okay. Let me share a quick story. Can I share a quick story? Do we have time? I don't know. Let's ask the listeners. We want to go three hours? Oh, please. No, we're not going to go three hours. hours. No, no, no. So one of my first major sales was destroyed. And the reason being is I didn't pack it well. So I bought this golf lamp, and it was hideous. Like, I would never have bought it, like, had I known what I had known, that it would sit forever. I want to say probably, like, seven months, mm-hmm. and it was in my office. And, you know, you know, there's some items that aren't thrift stores that look, like, antique or look cool. And then there's some items that just look like they're thrift store items. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. So I bought this lamp. And I thought I packed it really tight. You know, I, I put it in a box. And this is before I learned about floating boxes. Okay. And so when I packed this lamp, I put a bunch of peanuts in there. And I didn't even fill the whole thing up. It was like filled up like three quarters. Okay. And it was able to move. But I thought I did a good job. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? People are going to handle this just fine. Right. They're not going to toss it. They're not going to whatever. And I think if it was never jostled, like it was just taken how it was. So somebody like delicately moved it. Yes, the whole way. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, That's a okay. big one. I, I was new to reselling, okay? So, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experienced, or maybe I am, okay? And I'll never forget, like I was so excited that it sold. I think it sold for like $100, Right. And as a new reseller, like that was a big deal. Like that was yeah. one of my first big sales. And I remember <laughs> back in and I was so excited. I was supposed to get from San Diego to Florida. Again, I'm not processing all this, like what it takes to get from San Diego to, to Florida. And and the guy paid, I think, like $50 to pack it. Ooh. OK, so I also thought, cool, I'm going to save some money on shipping. Right. Make some money on shipping. Mm-hmm. Which means this guy really wanted this lamp. If he spent that kind of money yep, on it. You're right. 
So like, and it's probably one of a kind, and he's probably like, yes, finally somebody has it. So so let me picture how I wrap this, okay? Heartbroken. All right, so I had, wait, I didn't finish yet. So it was a golf lamp, okay? So let's say it's about, I don't know, four feet tall, okay? And, you know, from bottom to top. That's a big lamp. With the lamp, well, with the lampshade. If you remove the lampshade, you lose like two feet or something. And so I bubble wrapped it, I think, twice, and I put it amongst these peanuts, and I put it in a box, and, like, I taped the box around, but I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't put enough peanuts for it to stay in one place. Mm. So you kind of get a little, little shake, you know, mm. and you'd hear it move. For whatever reason, I thought it was good to go. So days later come, and this guy messages me, and he goes, uh, just to let you know, this lamp has been destroyed. And I'm <laughs> like, explain to me what you mean by destroyed. He goes, let me send you some pictures. So he literally sent me pictures that looked as if it was rubble. Oh. Like you couldn't even tell it was a lamp anymore. It was just rubble in the box. Like seriously, it looked like somebody just like took it over their head and just like smack, kept smashing it until it was completely destroyed. Yeah, so that's uh, he paid $150 for a lampshade. Correct. <laughs> and, <laughs> and some rubble. I, the lampshade made it okay. There you go. Now... I will say eBay buyers are very forgiving. I know a lot of people slam eBay buyers, but I will tell you, for the most part, I believe 99% of them are good people. Because this guy could have been, a, you know, really mean to me for a good reason. And he said, hey, things happen. You know, I didn't share with him how terribly I packed. I think he probably would have known. He probably saw. He, there probably, wasn't he enough, probably saw. There weren't enough peanuts in there. So he messaged me back. He goes, hey, no problem. It happens. And I didn't insure it either, Mm. which, again, new seller. Like, I wasn't thinking it through. You're looking at me, but you got this all down. Like, Mike is a step above. I'm perfect at packing. No, I'm not. For sure, I'm not. So lesson in all this was if it's a fragile item, you have to pack as if somebody's going to go crazy with it. Yeah, because you never know. So had I had the ability to repack this, like go back in time, I would have definitely bubble wrapped it multiple times. I would have definitely put it in a box and then floated the box. You know what I mean by floated the box? I do, yeah. So you got a box that's the item is tight, close inside this box that's already padded, and then you put that inside another box, and then you pad around that. Correct. Yeah. Good. And, and, so it's and, floating inside the box, but it's not like floating. It's tight no, inside yeah, the yeah, box. Yeah, so you, you don't want the movement, but... It's just that extra layer of insulation between boxes. Yeah, so it's good. And, and you know, if you're shipping something like uh, mugs, which I think is kind of a big deal right now, right? Keep going You'd back wanna... to We're going to talk about that a little bit. Let's get to the current topics. Which first one? Oh, mug life. Mug life. Oh, you're right. Okay, sorry. Okay. Segway here. This guy does not get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed it. I just, okay. Let's talk about mug life. Wait, we're going to get there. We're here now. Oh, okay. Here we are. Mug life. Okay. You know what? I think it's late. I think this is this is the <laughs> mic of the late hour. So, all right. So, like, I want to talk about mug life, and this is why I want to talk about mug life. So, we've talked about Gary Vee's trash talk show, and it's it's pretty popular, and it's well done. And on Instagram, I'm seeing all kinds of people hashtag mug life, or like, hey, I found this mug. And the reason being is that Gary Vee is very big on mugs. Mm. So, every episode, and he's at three. He's always going around and finding mugs. And he's like, mug life, mug life, mug life. And it's pretty hilarious. And I, I see this mug life, and then I see people saying, hey, I picked this mug up. And, and you know, 
Gary Vee saying, hey, I found this mug for 50 cents and I sold it for $10. And it's incredible ROI. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, that that's fire ROI. But there's another part of me, you know, that goes, there's a lot behind mugs. Right? Do you kind of get where I'm going here? Tell me Awkward more. silence. Okay. Tell me more. So I want to encourage people that mug life is about the right mug life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, okay. So like, it's the same thing when I first started, like there's this idea of like Orlando would tell me like, okay, these types of items are like uh, a hot ticket item. They sell really well. Right. And so then every time I'd see, you know, a this or that or whatever the item was at a garage sale, I'd, I'd just buy it. Like even with, without much research or much, because it was like, well, these, these items are really hot right now. Like I think one of them was like, what snapback hats. Right. So it's like, Correct. okay. So like anytime I saw a snapback hat, I was like, oh, this is kind of vintage looking. It's cool. I'm buying it, right? And I'm buying all these hats. And then I realized like, oh, like that, that, uh, that face is kind of come and gone a little bit. And maybe there's still some money in the right ones, uh, but it, but not every single snapback hat is the right one. I think it's the same thing with mugs, right? It is. And, th- and that's one of the things I want to point out because you have to remember listing a $5 item or a $10 item for the most part, is going to be the same as listing a $100 item, mm. right? So if you find a mug that's worth $10, it's going to be the same for a mug that's worth $40 or $50, right? Or you can talk about other items, right? You could spend the same amount of time listing a mug that will make you, you know, let's say it's a mug you picked up. And, and again, we all got to start somewhere. Don't get me wrong. Like, I was very much into mug life. I still am into mug life. And one of the first big sales I had were mugs, mm. right? So I remember, have you ever seen those ugly face mugs? Yeah. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like right now the market's not as great mm-hmm. as it was, but I remember I would pick up ugly face mugs. So if let me picture what that looks like. So it usually would be a mug that would have some kind of eyes on. They're like pottery kind of. Yep. And they had like, they look like googly eyes, but they weren't googly eyes. Mm-hmm. And they some of the, some of the characters like Bucktooth or... You know, they had big mustaches or they were cowboys. And I remember I'd pick them up. I actually had one time where somebody bought two of them for me. I paid 50 cents for each of them, and they each sold for $50. And this was like four years ago. And the market was hot. And so I ended up building a lot of capital off of mugs. But I also had a mug like this Tweety Bird mug. I actually put it into a feed post mm-hmm. on this. I bought this Tweety Bird mug, and I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to get this for 50 cents and I'm going to sell it for, you know, $20. And at that time, a few sold, but not many sold. Mm. Mike, I had that mug for, I want to say, I think five to six years. Yeesh. Maybe maybe it was four, but I, I want to say it was probably five to six. Did it sell? No, I never sold. And actually, when I was going to do the Insta post about it, I went to go look for it and it was gone. Like, I don't even know where it went. So if it were to sell right now, Oh, yeah, I'd be in a, in, a, in a mess. I'd have to do some kind of drop ship, like buy it from somebody else and ship it to the address. Oh. So I pulled the listing, right? But what I want to, you know, to me, I want to make sure we're positive. They're like, hey, if you're finding mugs and it works for you, keep doing it. Like, that's okay. But also do the research. Make sure you're finding the right mugs. You know, you find a mug that's an Apple mug or you find uh, a mug that's like vintage and, and brings you some kind of money. You know, it's it's a company mug or it's a Starbucks like specialty mug or it's a Disney mug. Like there's good mugs out there, but you got to remember that your time is valuable too. Mm. Right. And sometimes it's better to be about the snack bag life or it's better to be about the shoe life 
or the Harley shirt life, which, you know, even that market's saturated, mm. right? Or be about the Hawaiian shirt life or whatever it is, because again, you got to find those items that it's worth it to you to invest that time, right? Yeah, but all those things don't sound as cool as mug life. No, <laughs> mug life. Mug I kind of feel like I should say like, should have had that mug life tied on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so. Straight mug life. <laughs> Straight mug life. So. We don't want to discourage people from mug life. We just want you to do the right mug life. Yeah. Speaking of mug life, we got a video. Okay. So this is how strongly we feel about this. That like if mug life is working for you and you are definitely finding mugs and you feel it's worth your time and you're getting capital and you're growing your business, we want to help you. Right. So what do we got lined up here for our listeners? All right. So we've got a video that it sounds like be... we're selling something. We're not selling anything. This is free. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. This is going to be up on YouTube either today or tomorrow, or maybe it's already up. It, it just depends on when this podcast release. But this this video, go check it out. If it's not up yet, it'll be up tomorrow. Uh, it is going to be cool. So we are going to teach you how to pack and ship a mug cheaply, right, safely, and... We're going to have some fun with this mug in ways you can't even imagine. It's going to be mug life. It's straight mug life. So let's talk about the video a little bit. So there's different ways to ship mugs, right? And some cost more than others. And so we're going to try to find, well, we, we're not going to try it. We, we know a way. And the only reason I know this is because other resellers have done this. Yeah. But we talk about that in the video, so you're going to have to watch it. That is true. But I, I just want to be clear that what we did is we didn't reinvent the wheel. We just... Made the wheel different. Yeah. Does we're that just, make sense? We're just giving you another wheel. Yeah, well, it's the same wheel, but we just, we wanted to produce a, a video that provided you the tools necessary to be able to ship something for a good price and keep it safe. Keep it safe. So check it out. It'll be on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. We are Pure Us a Podcast on YouTube. And Look when you up. get to that video, it would be awesome if you like and subscribed. Yeah. No, and our subscribers comment. are going up. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you, YouTube. It's awesome. Yeah, and again, Different that's because of Craigslist Center. You know, we went from, what, 200 subscribers to, like, we're, I think we're over 500 and maybe 550. Yeah. So it's been awesome. And you know, what happens with that sometimes is we get a lot of people that watch, and you kind of forget to hit that thumbs up, mm. right? But the people that want to hit that thumbs down, they remember. Mm. Right, and we got a few there, so we would really appreciate if you hit that thumbs up. Right, if you think we brought you value, and if you only listen to the podcast and you don't watch the YouTube, it'd be awesome if you took a little journey into our YouTube and just go, you know, I enjoy that podcast. I'm going to thumb up it over here. Yeah, even if you're just interested to see uh, what what do these guys look like. What I don't know if yahoos? you want to go down that road. What do these yahoos look like when they're in the studio talking about all this stuff? So Mug Life, check out the video. I think you'll enjoy it. Mug Life? I hope you find value, and, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. I'm pumped about the video. Oh, man. It's a little nostalgic, too. It was amazing. <laughs> like when I, you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, it's 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 going to be one of the best how-to videos you've ever seen. How-to pack-a-mug videos. So there's not many out there, so hopefully we're, we're hopefully doing all right. Hopefully we're making it into like the top 100 how to pack a mug video. I think there's only five, so hopefully in the top five. Yes. <laughs> all right. Somewhere up there. Well, we hope you find value. So, hey, keep doing that mug life, but again, do that rug, right mug life. Yep. Okay. Another thing I wanted to address was I think we're getting a wave of new resellers. Not not saying on our podcast, but just overall. Do you feel that? Do you sense that? 
Well, see, here's the problem. I don't have anything to to like really relate it to since okay. I'm kind of new to reselling myself. Um, I might be part of the problem. You know, like I'm technically a millennial. Mm, you know, that's and so right. I, um, I keep forgetting I'm 39 so, and you're like in your 20s. So when people like make comments like, oh, you know, the millennials or whatever. And I, you know, I kind of like, yeah, I'm not. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like technically like I'm part of that group, you know? So like whatever you're saying about them, you're saying about me, whatever I say. And so um, I kind of feel like that with like, like the new wave of resellers, like if anybody has anything to say about them, like I'm kind of in that group. So I, I don't get to judge. Okay. What I've noticed is, you know, there's there's like waves in reselling. I guess this is part of the historian in me that kind of detects patterns. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm, there's I'm always gonna... an ebb and flow, uh, a contraction and a expansion in economics. Same thing with... It's something, there's a curve. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is... You know, I remember years ago, there was a lot of YouTubers, <coughs> like a lot of YouTubers. And, you know, it was all eBay-based, too. Very much eBay-based. <coughs> and so what ended up happening is, you okay, Mike? I'm doing all right. All right, just checking out. I was out trying on. to cough off uh, Mike's so nobody would know, and then you got to call me out. You just got to be real, right? You got to be real and relevant. <laughs> it's funny, I always wait when that's going to happen to me because I've had the moments, right? And on a podcast, like you hear everything. So, but he seems to be better. I'm doing okay now. Okay. Let's, so let's get back ah, to the go. wave of new resellers. So years ago, it was all kinds of YouTube videos and it was pretty much they were all eBay. And then, you know, over time, kind of a lot of those YouTubers went away and I, and I felt that there weren't a lot of new resellers. It was kind of like this. I was kind of that group of new resellers and after a few years, I was no longer that new reseller. I was kind of that group that kind of stayed around still, right? Because you see a lot of people get fired up about reselling and they're hustling and they're grinding and then it's work or you find better ways to make money or you find that this isn't the life you want and you step away. And now I'm seeing a lot more. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is cool now, right? Mm. Right. What did you think true. of 15 years ago when you thought entrepreneur? Well, I, I don't know if when I was, you were 14, you know, I was going to say, I don't know if I had much opinion about entrepreneurs when I was 14. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. Like it is cool now to, to, to claim entrepreneur. But before I think a lot of people would have just thought like, oh, so you just don't have a job. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how know? it was. And you always got to remember, you know, when the 08 recession happened, Right. I was around during that time. You were around, but how old were you? You were in, you oh, were yeah, in high school. I was, right? I was out of high school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I waited till the market crashed and I bought a house. It was wonderful. Oh, I wish I could do that again. Oh, man. Well, it, it might be around the corner sometime. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, well. I'm hoping after Q4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After we'll Q4, wait. and then we buy some houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I say I'm saying all this because, you know, when that recession hit, you know, people always talk about during recessions, artists are the first to start. Mm. Right, because no longer are people wanting that, and I'm I'm kind of sensing a, a lot of that right now. Like you know, everybody's trying to put, "Hey, I'm a reseller or I'm an entrepreneur," and and I think it's cool and a tip. I'm so thankful that you know, for the most part, when people ask me what I do, like they have some kind of context. Mm. I still get the whole like, "What what do you do? Are you sure? Are you are you you know?" I always tell you, "Are you okay, Orlando?" Like yeah. I always get that. Well, just wait until like. You say, well, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a reseller, and I'm a, a, a social media activist, or not activist, but social <laughs> a media. reselling activist. I'm a social media, like, 
presence. Like we have a podcast and people are really going to be like, I don't know. Cause I, I hear my students will say stuff like that. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say things like, well, I want to be a YouTuber or I want to be a, uh, you know, I want to do this kind of things. I want to be a gamer. And, and parents, a lot of times they just like eyes go blank. and They're like, what? Like, there's no way that's a real job. And, and part of the thing is it is kind of a changing culture and climate and, and there are real jobs in, in things that kids are doing on, on social media and with games and all kinds of stuff that just weren't 15 years ago. No, I agree. And that's, and that's what I want to say about reselling is that with this new wave, I want to encourage those of you that are new that are here, like it's going to take work. Like we talked about that in our last podcast habits of a, of a reseller is that, you know, it's cool to say, Hey, you know, I, I do is selling on eBay or on Amazon or I had all this, but I, I want to encourage people to like, you know, I didn't know everything when I started, right? I just shared with you my terrible shipping story. Yep. And I wanted to bring this up because there's a lot more info now, mm. right? And it's not only like eBay, it's like Amazon, right? There's like all kinds of Amazon or all kinds of, is there a lot of Poshmark info? There is. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm going to keep, Shouting this person out because my wife is a big fan. But um, with eBay Princess, right, like she came out with a, a, a little YouTube video or Insta story. It was one or the other. Um, and basically that was kind of what she was saying. Like people were kind of complaining that like or asking like how long did it take to get where you're at or, you know, how much work did it take? And then her, her comment that she made really kind of stuck out to me was um, if she had then what we have now like available as far as research abilities and abilities to connect with people like you can scale quicker faster gain way more you know knowledge and stuff um but but it doesn't eliminate the work part like you still have to put in the work it's just the opportunities are are so much more now i mean just think about the fact that you carry around a computer in your pocket like smartphones are incredible and and that's and that's the point i wanted to get to is that i my my concern is and my concern is that there's so much information out there that it kind of gets ignored. Mm. Right. Cause people, you know, we, I get, you've seen the DMS, like what's somebody you recommend or what's mm. a video you recommend. And luckily, you know, I, I watched a ton. I mean, mm. I still, I probably spend at least two hours of my day, either listening to a reselling podcast or watching a YouTube video, you know, and then on social media, there's a lot of information. So I, what I want to say is, I want to encourage all the new resellers is go and and don't just follow the new people. Follow those that have been in the game for a long time, mm. like Craigslist Hunter, okay, like Rally Roots, like, you know, there's Reagan Profit and Bonafide Hustler. There's, there's a lot of people. There's Global Voodoo. There's, I mean, there's a lot of people that have been doing this for a long time and they're not, you know, they, they're, they're still out there. They're still producing videos and everybody's caught up in this cool wave, I think. Mm. Of like, hey, there's only, you know, I only need to watch a few people. And then I see this on the Instagram. Like, people are asking very basic questions. Mm. Like, you know, how do I make sure that my shipping is okay? Or how do mm. I ship this package? Or, like, the videos are there, mm. right? There are people that have gone before you. Hearts pickers, golden finger picker. Like, there's a lot of people out there that have gone before you and put out awesome content. And you just got to be out there. So I want to encourage the new resellers that, you know, we're, you know, we're available mm -hmm. and we're, we're always there for you guys, but there's also so much more info out there for you too. So you good with that? I'm good with that. Okay. So that was my topic. I just, you know, I just see this wave and, and there's so much more content out there. So, okay. So last one, and I don't want to 
belabor this point. You look concerned. Are you concerned? Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this one. Okay. All right. Well, all I want to say is this, is that the, I think the landscape of of big box stores as far as RA is changing. Hmm. You know what I mean by RA, right? We've yeah, defined retail it. arbitrage. Okay, retail yeah. arbitrage. Because what I'm finding is, and I came across this last week, is that before they used to like ban people like from buying stuff on Target.com mm. or Walmart. And I actually had some orders that weren't even big orders. Mm. So I kind of space my orders out when I do online arbitrage. So I'll order maybe 50 items one day, 50 another day, 50 another day. Where before I used to order like, you know, 300 units in a day mm. in order not to bring any red flags. But it seems that like Walmart and Target are kind of one and the same when it comes to online arbitrage because mm. I had some items that were canceled. And then on top of that, we also have the issue of, and we talked about this last podcast, but I kept running into managers this last week that were telling me that there's a lot of things being stolen. And it's yeah, crazy. So anyways, what I want to say is this, is that, you know, you just got to think of different ways, yeah. right, to source. And it's weird too, even with the on- online arbitrages, there was a uh, a bolo item that we were trying to get, and we found a store that had a few in, in stock, so it was a limit to. Um, so my wife orders two, and then I order two online. Okay, so we have two separate cards, separate names, right? Like, it's all separate. Hers were done. Her order was done first. My order was done several minutes after. Mm. She gets an email from Target a few minutes later that they didn't have the items in stock after all. They're going to have to cancel the order. They're so sorry about that. And that was that, right? Like, no no rain check or anything like that. Just like, we don't have it. Sorry, we can't fulfill your order. So I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get that same email. Nope. I get an email like a half hour later. Your order is ready to be picked up. Huh. So, like, I don't know what made them choose to, like, fill my order and not hers when yeah. hers was first. Um. So that, I, I feel like there wasn't really justice there, even though it goes to the same person. But, like, now I know, like, it, you could put in an order like that and think that you're going to get it. And then they say they're out, but they weren't really out, but they gave it to somebody who ordered it after you. Like, that is not right, man. That's messed up. No, I, I agree. I agree. But then, again, you don't know. You know, it's kind of like Hunger Games. Like, how are people chosen? Right? <laughs> what, what, I don't know. It should be the first person. The first person to put the order in gets it. Yeah, but it's easy. We don't live in that society anymore. We don't look like it's a computer, right? Like who like it, it's like the order no, comes but, in, receipt comes out, goes up on the thing, fill that order. I don't know. Then the next one comes. Anyways, but, well, let's just we, we just got to figure out ways, right? I mean, there's always a, a way to hustle and, and, and do what you need to do to get those results. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. All right. So another thing I just wanted to share with is, you know, I've known a lot of the thrift store community, like managers and people that work at thrift stores. And it's interesting because, you know, I would say in the last few months, right, we've talked about the rising Goodwill prices Mm. and we've talked about how different stores are making themselves more boutique. And and what I'm hearing and again, this is all hearsay. Okay, this is not official news. This isn't a declaration by Goodwill, but. What, what I've heard from, you know, managers is that, you know, there's been a back. I think I think they're feeling the backlash from resellers, mm. right? Because, yeah, resellers have to be a huge part of their revenue. 
Right? Correct. Correct. So when you lose that group or you upset that group, um, I mean, that's kind of a good thing. It kind of go- goes to show that that as resellers, our, our buying power is significant, right? So like even big box stores at some point are going to have to realize that that if if a large percentage of their income is coming in from people buying in order to resell, well, they're still making their money. And that's a significant part of their bottom line. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually what one manager I talked to told me. He goes, no, you keep the lights on for us. You pay our electricity. You got to understand that we're very big on, on letting those above us know that we need resellers in our stores. Mm-hmm. And so some of them, you know, I've communicated that there may be things down the work down the, you know, down the pipe about helping us resellers. I don't know what that means. That could mean that we'll get, you know, I, I know in the Midwest they have that. They don't have that here, but like discount cards if you're a frequent buyer. That would be awesome. You know, we don't have that here. I know in the Midwest they had, Walmart had some cards. Remember when I was out there? I know Savers has like a 30% off card. But I think I think they're looking at the direction. I can't guarantee it because this is hearsay from some people that I know. That sounds so terrible. Like, there's nothing official. It's just like I heard down the street that this is happening. Somebody that I know heard somebody else tell somebody something yeah, I don't, that I think I is going to happen. I just was encouraged because I All go, right. that's awesome. That's good. And, and, and it's good to know that managers out there recognize that, hey, we're important to the business. Like, we actually, I want to help these stores. Yeah. Right? Because they provide a lot of the items that I end up reselling. Yep. So why would we not go out of way, you know? Agreed. And Goodwill, if you ever want to sponsor us, we are here. Yeah, right? Like, if you're wanting to say, like, you know what? Let's capitalize on the resale community. Talk to Pure Hustle Podcast. We're here for you. We will, we will, we will buy your stuff and sell it and tell the world about how great it is selling stuff at Goodwill. There you go. But as of now... You're not sponsoring us, so if you're listening to this, my my fellow resellers, shop wherever you want, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. What if Target was our sponsor one day? Wouldn't that be incredible? That would be the most ironic thing We'd ever. have to, like, delete some podcasts or something. Or, like, we could come around and we could be, like, the converts. Like, Target is the best for reselling. Get, get like, a Target tattoo on your, on your arm right there. Ooh, that's expensive real estate right there. That would be. There's ways you could work with that. Anyways, all right. We're, we're losing our audience here. Okay. You know what? I think it's time to talk about our hustles of the week. Hustle of the week. Here we go. All right. Wow. Really? Well, I know. We for go through such extensive, awesome audio, and that's the sound effect we have. Yeah. Well, see, I would I would add in some cool sound effects there, but then that would mean I'd have to listen to the entire podcast as I'm editing it. And I like to listen to it when it's done in the car, driving, and I want to get it edited out to our listeners faster. Yeah, and we we all want you guys to know, like, when we record, like, we don't remove stuff. Oh. Right? What you get is raw. It's raw. (laughs) It's raw. So I hope that's okay. I think they know it's raw. I think it's pretty evident. Yeah. Let's use a different word. It's organic. It's organic. Yeah, see, um, it, it doesn't, I hope it doesn't have that, like, scripted news anchor feel to it. No, where we're reading off teleprompters. Like when Mike gives me a look like, let's not talk about that. That's real. That's real. <laughs> That's very real. And, and I try to give the look when he's not being relevant. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. And that. it's not about reselling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See how I... Okay. That was pretty good. All that, right. That was pretty good. So, okay. Also, do I have to do the sound effect again or can I just go right into it? No, we're good. But All right. These are, these are different resellers from our IG community, but there's different ways to reach out to us with your Hustle of the Week. Right, we're also on Twitter. We're Pure Hustle Cast. You can also give us a call six one nine seven three eight eleven seventy. You can also leave us a comment on YouTube. Right, like, subscribe, follow us. We are Pure Hustle Podcast, 
and we're also on Facebook. But, you know, I would say if you're on Facebook, you should jump on the Instagram train and follow us on Instagram. Maybe I need to jump on the, the Facebook train. Maybe I should be more active on Facebook. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I mean, we have some awesome people on Facebook. I just, I don't know what it is, but Facebook doesn't get that traction like Instagram yeah. right now. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you said there's a lot of ways to do it. I think DMing is how a lot of people are sending it to us. But you know it would be way cooler. So we, we get to as many of these as we can. We can't get to all of them. But, like, if you've got a hustle a week, you're probably pretty proud of it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you bought something. You kind of want to help the community out. So post it in your feed, right? Like, put it in there and just tag us and put maybe, like, a little thing that says, like, hey, Pure Hustle Podcast, here's my hustle of the week. That way all of your friends can see mm-hmm. what you sold. Even if we don't get a chance to get to it, like, we could at least comment and maybe shout you out on, a, on an Insta story. There's other ways we can get it out there. Uh, DMing is great, but, um, you know, we like to share with the world, man. No, I agree. I agree. And again, you know, when we had a smaller number of listeners and, you know, smaller following on Instagram, I sound like we're blowing up, but it was easier, right? Mm-hmm. And now we get a whole lot more hustles of the week. So now we have to kind of like sort through them and go, okay, which ones do you want to be, do we want to make the hustles of the week? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we apologize. We're not trying to, like, step on anybody's toes, and I'd say it wasn't an awesome hustle of the week, right? It's just, you know, th- we, we don't want to make it a marathon, right? Mm. Maybe one day we should do a marathon podcast. Or I've got a, these ideas never end up coming to fruition, but I've got an idea for down the road for hustle of the week. If this keeps building and people have these hustles. Because, again, the idea is to share them, right? Correct. So tell me if this Cause, is Because it, it, it shares two things. It It applauds the accomplishments of awesome resellers. Yep. And then it gives us things to aspire to or to look out for or want to do. Yeah. And because we all know with those kinds of rare, you know, bolos, like if you've got, if your hustle of the week is like some rare knickknack antique thing, the chances of you ever finding one of those exact same things again, probably pretty low. But maybe another reseller in another state who sees it and because they saw your hustle of the week and they know mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that thing. So you're helping other people out, and then hopefully you're getting the same thing from other people. So um, I think it's beneficial. It's not like, you know, you're sharing, hey, here's the hot toy at Target. But it's like, here's something that you might find once or twice in a lifetime (laughs) that you might not know is a big thing. But now you know it's a big thing. But here's an idea. What if we, like, created, like, some kind of a a weekly or monthly, like, poll where, like, people submit, and then, like, they get voted on by, like, our Instagram followers – and then, like, at the end of the week, like, the top, like, three, like, what was the biggest hustle of the week? Huh. And then, so it's like a vote. Maybe down the know? road. That, so let us know. If you think that's a good idea, like, I don't know, DM us or tell us or something. All right. Here we go. So here's the first one. So Taylor, uh, whose Instagram handle is at first edition collectible, uh, is a Canadian reseller. So cool that we have people outside of, of the U.S. listening to us. Oh, I, I think it's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. So lives near a value village, which uh, I guess is similar to a Savers. We don't have Savers here. We don't. So it's really is, sad. I love Savers. I've never been to one. Is it like a Salvation Army? Is it like a Goodwill? Uh, it- I would say it's more like Goodwill. Okay. And uh, they have good stuff. I mean, I think our closest is maybe Marietta or somewhere out there, like hmm. Elsinore or somewhere in that area. I'll have to check one out. Okay. So uh, going to a valley village, um, goes there every day. Goes there every day. This is, let me just say, this is a, a tip that you should be doing every day. You should be you should be going to places because you'll be surprised. It's like, yeah, you know everything that's in that store, 
But then that makes it quicker for you to go through and check everything because you can see the new stuff. Um, and you never know when that new shipment comes in. You want to be there when that that Agreed. that hustles there. A, a that consistency there. will end up providing opportunities. Absolutely. Orlando's so, quote of the week. Orlando has a quote of the week? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Times are changing. They are. All right. Keep All right. So, um, so goes there every day and picks up a, a pair of Gucci shoes <coughs> for 25 Canadian dollars. But doesn't go there every day and picks up a pair of Gucci shoes. Goes there every day and one of these days picks there up a go. pair of Gucci <laughs> shoes. For twenty five Canadian dollars, which I think is is, I don't know the exchange rate, but I'm it's not good. going there. There we go. So twenty five Canadian dollars with a potential profit of four hundred dollars, four hundred Canadian dollars, twenty five to four hundred. That is incredible ROI. Um, but has also found quite a few other shoes, uh, including other Gucci shoes, um, some Nike shoes, and sold a Sony Flamingo turntable. That the that that have you Taylor, ever seen those? I haven't. Taylor picked one up for free and sold for three hundred and fifty okay. bucks. So let me explain those. They're like these these turntables that stand up, and they're vertical. Okay. And they spin, and they're they're pretty awesome. I mean, oh. look it look it up. All right. I probably didn't do it justice, but flamingo. Yeah, they they they're money. Like remember, that was sold for three fifty. Okay. As parts. parts parts only parts only yeah so it wasn't even working three hundred and fifty dollars. So I'm going to be looking out for Sony Flamingo turntables. Again, one of those things that you might not have had any idea that that's worth money, and now you know. And so, so that you, is Taylor. first edition collectibles on Instagram. That's who Check Taylor, them out. That's who Taylor is. Follow Taylor. Okay, that that's just, that's incredible. And actually, did you mention that the other reseller that was there also found some Gucci shoes and some off-white Nikes? Nice. Isn't that incredible? I just was like, oh, I mean... The odds of me ever finding like that at a thrift store, like none. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'd like to see some Gucci's. I don't know. I'd have a hard time picking them up. I have a hard time, like Gucci and Coach, and you know, because there's a you whole. You don't know like, if it's fake or yeah, not. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But, but. Oh, did you see what eBay's doing potentially with, or maybe it's not a new thing, but with it where they'll authenticate bags? No, I know there's websites that do that. Okay, so eBay's got this thing where. You can send a bag to them. So it goes to their warehouse. eBay. Like eBay. eBay, eBay. eBay. Okay. So it goes to their warehouse. They authenticate it that it's a real bag. They list it. But I guess the issue that I've kind of seen with Oh, that, it's like valet, eBay's valet service. Right. The problem, though, is they control the pricing. So you don't get to pick what it's listed for. Oh, that's they terrible. pick the pricing of the listing. And they'll drop so that they basically have the easy pricing turned on. So every five days or whatever, it's dropping. I can do it. And if it doesn't sell, then it gets sent back to you. So, but at least, I mean, one nice thing with that is maybe you send it, you get it authenticated through eBay. Hopefully it sells. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't end up coming back to you, at least you've got some kind of paper trail saying like, this is an authentic Can bag. you like send it in and then go, never mind. Oh, wait, can I get that bag back, please? <laughs> now that it's been authenticated. Maybe. All right. Hey, how about, I have a last minute. Hustle of the week I wanted to add on here that we didn't talk about. So let's see it. Okay. Well, how about you? You want to do the second one? Let's do the second. All right. So uh, we got Diego, who is at Diego Rodriguez 19 on Instagram. Follow him. Uh, picked up a book at a garage sale for $5. I love books. I've got a lot of books. You are an English teacher. I am an English teacher. So, but I haven't bought very many books at garage sales yet. So this is okay, read the title of the book, $5. though. The title of the book is. Juliana Jewelry Reference, Deliza and Elster Identification and Price Guide, hardcover. Take a look at the price, though. So it's originally listed at 
$499.99. Wait, wait, what? $499.99. Holy smokes. Okay, so $5. Man, I need to start scanning more books. I'm really considering getting one of those scanners. Bloop, 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 See, but here, here's, here's the thing. Like, when, when he shared this with me, I was kind of in shock because I, I remember picking up a book one time and it was going for $5,000 on Amazon, right? I picked it up for like $5 and I'm like, what is going on? And then the price kept dropping and dropping. Was it like only one and somebody just posted it? Well, what that? happens is on Amazon is people want to hold that place or they run out of that stock. So they put the price really high gotcha. so nobody tries to buy it. Well, that's what this robotic. Now, I did sell this robotics book, I think, eventually for $100. Mm. But, you know. I think I would have done the same. I would have looked at this and go, oh, it's just somebody trying to hold it out. I would have dropped the price, right? Now, he did. He did negotiate with the customer, and, and he gave it to the customer for less. So mm -hmm. he kind of, like, did a best offer, I guess. Right. Changed the price after he contacted him. But, wow. Hey, $5 to anything more than $5 is amazing, especially if it's anywhere near $4.99. Yeah, actually, I, I think it was $2.99. I think he worked it down to $2.99.99. <sighs> but still... That is, like, insane. And then do you know how many books you could buy with that? You could buy a lot of books. Remember your whole story of, like, you 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 got a box of books, and then you sold them. The CDs. CDs, CDs. yeah. And, you, and then some of that money bought this thing, which mm -hmm. bought this thing, which bought, right? Like, imagine what you can turn that $5 book into with a little bit of hard work. That's incredible. So Diego Rodriguez, 19, nice hustle. At Instagram, follow him. Okay. All right. So I want to talk. Uh, okay. So, so quick, ship quick. Like They're all, awesome. They are, aren't They're they? They're amazing. They're always in contact with us all the time. Yeah. And, and they put out some pretty, I mean, not pretty, like really motivating content. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's encouraging. Sometimes it's real. And so if you haven't had a chance to follow them, I would definitely follow them. And I kind of, I know the story behind this typewriter because I was working with them through the whole process. So let me share this one a little bit. So they're Hugo or Ugo. I think it's Hugo, though. But please forgive me, Hugo. And Tiffany. Uh, they're an awesome couple. And they're based in California. And I'm actually probably going to go to lunch with them in a few weeks. And they picked up a vintage IBM typewriter. Okay, But they didn't just, you know, they were just walking by. They were about to pay. And Hugo, like, takes off and comes back with the typewriter. And they buy it. And I, I think I don't think they paid a lot. I think they paid maybe it was like ten or twenty dollars for it. And they actually had it at auction, and they sold it for ninety nine dollars. And you know, hey, that's an awesome flip, and it was fifty dollars shipping. Well, what do you think happened? Customer didn't pay. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, when's that happening? Immediate payment. That would be so amazing. Oh. I, I hope I hope this happens. eBay, if you're listening to us, Griff, right? He's an old school eBay guy. Yeah. Like if you're listening to us. Let somebody know, like, immediate payment. Like, it needs to happen. It would be really nice. Right, it's Q4, right? Like, they'd be nice. Yeah. Okay, anyways, getting back to the story. So, the buyer didn't pay. And I remember Hugo DMing me going, like, I packed this whole thing already. Like, it's ready to go. Mm. And the person never paid. And so they put it, and, and they put it at, uh, you know, buy it now, best offer, and it's sold. At the full price? At 300 $348.88. See, that just goes to show sometimes what's a bad situation can turn out into a good situation, and it works into the idea of patience, 
And sometimes you got to be patient. And that's one of those habits that that you need to have. And if you know the value of something, hey, we're not saying don't take an offer if it's lower than you wanted. If it's, you know, a good offer and you might not be getting anything else, you need that inventory space. Like sometimes that flip quick is good. Uh, but hey, when you can hold on and turn a uh, $99 profit into a $348, that's worth it. That's good. That is a big deal. And it was already packed. So how nice is that? Yes. You get the nice sale and it's already packed and then you just move on. Yeah. So all of that frustration you had of now I've got this item packed, I wasted my time. Then later on down in the future, you get to like, oh, I've saved so much time because it's packed. So like the negative emotion turns into a positive emotion later. You just got to wait for it. I just, I I remember when he sold, I think they were like in Disneyland or something in line. Mm. Think about how nice that feels. Yeah, you're already at like the happiest place on earth, and then and then you're just gonna be more happy. Ching! Oh, it's sold full price. Oh, so incredible! That's great. Yeah. Um, All right, we have another local hustle of the week. Another one. Yeah, and this this is last minute because this is actually from garage sales this morning, and so there is West Coast Goods. So it's on Instagram. Handle name is West underscore Coast underscore Goods. And I mean, they've been, I mean, he's been reselling for a while. He's been actually a full-time eBay since 07 and Amazon FBA since 2011. Wow. That's that's legit. OG. That's OG. That's OG mug life right there. (laughs) OG mug life. All right. So he picked up today. Okay. Have you ever heard of Storybook Knit Sweaters? Nope. Okay. So look them up. I mean, they're not like huge money makers, but you can, you know, sell them like pre-owned, like. $30 $30 and new north of that, you know, nice. $40, $50. So he picked up, him and his wife picked up 138. Oh my God. Okay. 138. Okay. And with this 138, okay, he picked them up for an awesome, awesome price. This is ridiculous. He picked up 100. Oh, and a lot of them were new with tags. Okay. 138 for $3.15 each. Ooh. Think about the ROI on that. And and this uh, is a yard sale. This wasn't going into a thrift store. And it store. makes you wonder, this like, why RA. did this person have all this stuff in the first place? But I don't care because they do, and now I do. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, know. sometimes you wonder when you go to places, like, why they have the items they have to sell. But, hey, for, for, for that deal, good job, man. That's awesome. And, see, I would have had no idea. I mean, if I saw that many of something, I, I might take the time to look it up. But knowing that, you know, storybook sweaters are... Or a hot ticket. Storybook knit sweaters. Oh, got to add that knit part in yeah, there. But, hey, West underscore Coast underscore Goods with a Z at the end instead of an S, that is an awesome hustle. Like, that, I, I just, I, I haven't had a f- haul like that in such a long time. And, and, and I haven't had one ever like that, but I will, <laughs> and it's coming. <laughs> Guaranteed. I can't wait until I can message in my hustle of the week to to Pure Hustle Podcast. <laughs> I mean, I get to do one every week, but they're never as big as like. Can you the DM ones your that... own Insta? I'll use my personal account. And I'll... Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'll go. Wow. Oh, this is Mike. What? What are you doing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, hey, thank you so much. Hey, Taylor from First Edition Collectibles on Instagram. Diego from who is Diego Rodriguez nineteen on Instagram. Hugo and Tiffany, thank you again for just being awesome friends and just yeah. being out there and motivating and inspiring people. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I want to hang out with you sometime. It'd be great. They are so quick, ship quick. Okay, and then we have West underscore Coast underscore Goods with the Z at the end. 
And I'm actually going to go sometime, you know, because he reached out to me and he's like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go talk and let's, you know, see where our businesses are at. And I, I think I'm going to take up his offer in, nice. in the future. So anyways, but hey, thank you all for sending us your hustle week. Thank you to all of you that sent. There's others that we didn't mention. We are inspired. We're motivated. And we're just thankful that you're sharing your journey with us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and before I get to mine, um, you know, I don't, I, a lot of times, like, I'm able to, like, squeeze in quote of the week, like, and this connects to the quote of the week. But I don't know if I have that that perfect transition. So I'm just going to quote of the week. Here oh, it is. Dude. All right. So um, quote of the week. And maybe it does connect to something, but I'm not going to go for the stretch. Um, this one was actually sent in by by a uh, one of our followers on Instagram. So thank you. It's Thrift TV, no thriftstore.tv. Thriftstore.tv. I'm going to look Instagram it up right handle. now. I want to make sure it's right to confirm. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So here was the quote he sent. And I don't know if this is somebody else's quote or if this is his quote, uh, but it's a great quote, and it's this: um, "Pick your pain, discipline or regret." So the, the, you know, explain that out a little bit. Wait, I just want for a moment that to sink in. Oh, okay. Pick your pain. Discipline or regret? I think that's really good because, uh, you know, discipline is one of those terms that that, that people often mis misunderstand. They think of it only as a bad thing. Um, but 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 discipline is a good thing, especially self-discipline when you're when you're focusing yourself. But but it's also work, right? Like you don't have to be disciplined in order to um, to stagnate or move backwards in life. <clears throat> like your natural state, if you just do nothing you're going to constantly get worse. Like it is hard work and often painful to get better at anything, whether it's a hobby to get better at like your health, to get better with intelligence, like whatever you're trying to improve, it's work and it's painful at times. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to experience pain. It's either going to be the pain of the discipline that you go through now or the pain of regret that you didn't achieve the things you wanted to achieve. Huh. The, the, the pain that you, you know, get to five years down the road and say, man, if I'd have just, if I'd have stuck it out, if I'd have worked those weekends, if I'd have listed those items, if I'd have whatever it is, right. If I'd have, have been disciplined, then I wouldn't feel like this now. Right. So you're, you're going to experience pain one way or the other. Uh, you just get to choose what it is. Is it regret or is it, uh, is it the discipline now? That's good stuff, uh, man. Thank you. Uh, it is. That's it's thrifstore.tv. I just looked it up. So thank you so much. And uh, wow, we got two quotes. I got mine. Do you remember mine? Yeah. I'm not going to go down that road, but I think that's my last quote of the week. That's what he says. First man, and last. I'm, I'm excited about that. All okay, right. tell me about your hustle of the week. So here's kind of a cool one. So um, kind of like we talked about going to garage sales today, like sometimes it's the off the beaten path one you find. Mm -hmm. And I was actually about ready to wrap it up for the day because, because you know, you got that magic hour where it's like, you know, early. It was supposed to start at 7 and I am I got there around 6.20 and people were setting up and I was already, I think I already bought like 12 items before it was even 7. That's from various. That's so good. But like you get to a point where it's like it's 8.30, it's almost 9 o'clock, it's 9 o'clock now and it's like, okay, all the good stuff's gone. I'm hitting places and there's nothing left. Okay, I should just turn around and go home. Um, and I decided to go a little bit further and I turned down a road that wasn't on the map, but I saw there was a sign. So I went down there and I find this house where, um, there, everything had been picked through, but, but I decided I'm gonna look anyways. I see a tripod, which gets my attention because I love video stuff and that kind of 
So I see this tripod, but I'm like, oh, I already have some of those. Don't necessarily need it. And I'm walking along and I find a box with some board games. And I love board games. And there's almost never ROI on, on most board games. But I like to look at them anyways because, you know, for my personal, like, maybe it's a good one. And I see this really... Mike likes to hoard board games. I hoard, but I play them too, so. Um, really old board games, like mixed with some new ones. There's like apples to apples. And then this game that I can tell is like from the 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 late 80s, early 90s of like kind of a Dungeons and Dragons style game. And mm. I'm like, ooh, this is right up my alley, right? So I look it up. It was called, I think it was called like Wiz War um, something edition. And I look it up and I'm seeing new ones are going for like well over $100. Used ones are going for like around 70-ish. And I'm like, oh, wow. this is amazing, right? Like this is a used one. Like maybe all the parts are there like, I'm, I'm at least going to grab it and carry it, you know, to see if there's anything else I want. Now, so, how did you know about this game? I, I could just tell by looking at it that it looked uh, it looked like old school, kind of D&D style, cheesy. So what know. does old school look like? And I'm putting you on the spot. I'm just interested. It kind of looks like hand-drawn, like wizards that are almost cartoony looking with like, you know, I don't know. Like it's, they don't, the boxes of those kinds of things and the books of those things I mean, like just to give you an example, I opened up the box and I look at it. I think the cards that were used were literally business cards that like somebody at home printed. Like whoever made this game originally probably wow. was like somebody out of their okay, garage. I, I can, you know, I, I catch what you're saying. So I look this up and it's it's obviously worth a lot of money. And so I'm like, grab this one. I'm carrying it, and then I see some card, some some boxes of card games on a table, and I'm looking through those. Oh, and there's another one, another game called um, like storybook something those sell for like 20 and so i picked that one up too and so i'm walking with these two games and i'm looking at these cards and as i'm looking them up and i'm seeing like huge roi and that's actually my hustle of the week i'm gonna talk about in a second but as i'm looking at these cards he walks over to me and he's like oh you're gonna get that wizard game he goes hold on so he goes into his garage and he comes back out and he's like i have another one. Oh, that's so he's awesome. like but he goes and so like i got really excited but then i kind of got my hopes down when he's like but i i have i'll just i'll throw this in with that one because i think one of them might be missing some pieces so between the two you got a full set right so hey that still works out right mm-hmm. i at least have a full set and and i don't know maybe you can part out the other one pieces but so that's that's a win and then i find these these card games this box of card games called illuminati the card game illuminati the card game from like 1994 i don't even know if i'd want to pick that up yeah like this episode, we're probably going to get some people talking about us, like Pure Hustle Podcast. They're Illuminati for sure. Did you oh, see that's... the way Mike <laughs> held his hand? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Like, but but in his, honestly, like these this card game is intense looking. So like, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the 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 box. I look it up, and knew they're going again, well over a hundred dollars. Used, they're going for around like the seventy dollar ish range. Um, and there's two of them here, and so I'm like, sweet, buying both of them. Um, and I picked up the tripod. So I got all of these things, the tripod, uh, which is a $70 tripod, um, these two Illuminati games, which which are like 70 bucks, this, um, uh, the the Wizard War game. I got all of this cool stuff. Um, and he started off around $30. I talked him down to 20. I feel good about myself. That's good. That's, you got him down 33%. Yeah. That's great. I feel great. That's a good hustle. And you picked up some awesome games. Well, and that's the thing too, is I feel good because it's like, I feel, I feel like my hobby of board games doesn't pay off all the time, you know, financially, because I waste a lot of time scanning board games that are are not worth anything. But when it pays off, man, it feels good. But it's part of also of like the joys of being a reseller. Yeah. Like I'd probably never see that game in my life if it wasn't for reselling. 
You know what I mean? I mean, that that's kind of what keeps me motivated. Like, you find really cool stuff, and then you're like, hey, I wonder what I'm going to find today. Right? What am I, what, what I going to come across today? I just, oh, I love it. Yeah, and man, those cards, the Illuminati, the card game, I, as, as I was taking pictures of them today, listing it, man, some of them are intense. Like, it's so Wait, weird. Like, the, political, like, I'm, I'm not... I don't know. I don't feel it's definitely not politically correct to talk about some of the like the card titles and stuff. But man, it was I was like, oh, this game. Interesting. Yeah. Illuminati. It's definitely like Illuminati style. Like it follows that theme. New World Order, government control. It was, it was cool. Wow. All right. Mine's a little more lighthearted. It's not about the Illuminati? No, not at all. It's about Christmas. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> right. Okay. So you guys that follow us on Instagram, you saw this. And it was part of the Insta story also. So Department 56, if you haven't picked up Department 56, it's it's not, this isn't the bolo, but they have some good stuff out there. And if I, I, I would say, I don't get emotionally attached to materials at all. But if I did, Department 56 might be one of them. Hmm. And I don't know what it is about Christmas villages. Wait, I'm going to interrupt you. I do think you're a little sentimental about fingerlings because you have such wow. a big collection of them. Get out of here. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I saw one the other day at a store that was a giant fingerling that's like a hugging one that hugs you. Yes. I'm like, oh, I've got to get this for Orlando. So that might be your Christmas. I already have two of them. All right. Because um, <laughs> I thought they were big do. buddies. Like, they're <laughs> everywhere. All right. So Department 56, so they're, they're a company that puts out, like, these collectible, like, kind of, there's either Christmas villages or there's, like, Halloween villages mm. or, you know, there's different kind of seasons. And there, there's some cool sports ones I've picked up before. Mm. Like, I picked up one that had to do with, like, the Yankees or there's a Radio City musical. And basically, they're, like, you know, these figurines of a building and they have, like, people or, you know, you think your typical yeah. Christmas village. So... You know, I was on on a Friday night, and I'm looking up at all the garage sales. And I'm never a fan when people post the good stuff that they have mm-hmm. on their ad. Right? Because automatically I go, you know what? I might as well not even go. Yeah, and they also put, like, no early birds, please. True. So it's like, what do you do with that? Like, you and want I, this item, but, like, you can't stand there in line? Like, no, oh. I know. And, and it, what, what kills me, too, is if they have, like, on Craigslist, and I still use Craigslist. I use Yard Sale Treasure Map, but I still mm. like Craigslist. I find mm. good stuff on Craigslist as far as garage sales. Mm. Everything else, I don't know, man. So when they have that reply, like you can email them. Sometimes I'll email people the night before because mm. I've heard of people that email the night before and say, hey, I'll offer you all this for these items, and they end up snatching that item before the garage sale. That's a good idea. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, and I haven't had any success with it, mm. but I know people that have. So I saw this ad, and I go, I really want this. Like they had, I, I want to say in total, I, it's funny because it doesn't matter how many times I count things. Like I don't remember what the full number mm. was, but I think they had about 15 items and they, and there were all kinds. So one was like a schoolhouse. One was like an, a, a medical building. One was a wedding chapel. One was, you know, a store. I mean, and then they had all these cool little figurines that, you know, a lot of them are discontinued. Mm. So it's hard to come across this stuff. I've never seen this ad and I go, that's what I'm going to grab tomorrow. Like, If there's anything I walk away with, it's going to be Department 56, all of it. And I looked and I was already doing some kind of researching before, you know, the morning. And, 
you know, some of the pieces were going for $50 to $70 a piece. And there's about 15 of them. And then there's like little figures. Mm. And this was like an hour away. So I make it my first stop for garage sales the next day. And I show up. And this is like a, it's a community. And it was, I don't know if they were manufactured homes, but it was like, you know, all tight housing. And, mm. and I go to the address and there's none of this stuff is there. And I go, oh, the, it, is this the house where you guys had the Department 56 items? And they go, no, it's it's two houses over. And I'm like, oh, probably somebody already picked it up. Because I already kind of got there like 20 minutes after the community sale was supposed to start. And I'm driving and I look and it's all there. Mm. I'm like, wow, it's all here. And I'm already going like, okay, I need to walk away with this. Like, I can't, you know, not walk away with this. But I've been to stuff. Like, for instance, last year, I went to a house where, I'm not kidding you, they probably had half of the garage full with Department 56. Okay, half of the garage full. Okay, that's a lot. And I actually wanted to buy it out. And I asked them how much would it cost to buy it out. And if they gave me some, it was like, I don't know, 10000 or $20,000. Oh, so, gosh. Which I would have dropped had the resale value been there. But right. it, was, it was pretty much at retail, so mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up. Well, at this place, I kind of was worried that, you know, they're going to have that. So I already saw that the items were priced. It was $25 here, $25 here, $25 mm-hmm. here. And, and there's still money to be made. And we're talking about probably like 70% ROI. Mm-hmm. So I approached a lady and I said, and, and this is, this was an Insta story, so some of you already saw this, but you know not all not everybody watches our Insta stories. And I asked her how much would you be willing to do if I bought all of it. So she goes and she goes, okay, you know all the twenty fives will be fifteen, mm. and then all the tens will make five. And I'm like, wow, wow, we're really working here. And then she she I think she said like uh, two hundred dollars something for all of it. So then I was like, oh, how about, you know, you never give the first number. Right? Yeah. I go, what about, how about 140? Do 140 for all of it. She goes, you know what? I, I need to go wake up my husband and see if that's okay. And oh, I know, I know. And so I automatically go, um, you know what? Can we do just 160? Let's just do 160. I'm good. I got the cash. She goes, no, no, that's not what happened. Sorry. Let me rewind. I go, what about 150? She goes, no, I really got it. You know what? I can do 160. Mm. And there's a part of me that wanted to haggle some more, but I'm like, don't wake up the husband. No. I was like, you know what? I'm not. Here you go. 160. Mm. There we go. Right. And and she was happy and I was happy because to find, here's what you guys got to think about. Those of you that are new to reselling, sometimes you got to pay up and I didn't necessarily pay up, but it was more than I wanted to pay you got to be willing to pay up when it's a big lot of items, mm. right? Because you're not going to come across that many at one time. Yeah. Right? For me to find all that would take years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 worth it for your time. The the amount you might pay extra, you're, you're making up for in so much other things like time and energy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. And so sure enough, paid the 160 and I picked it up and I put it in my car and I was so pumped. And that was my mm. first sale of the day, right? Love starting it that way. And then the next day, I spent all day taking pictures, listing, and I already had people on Instagram because I had posted on Instagram mm-hmm. the haul from the day, and I had people on Instagram already contacting me about wanting to buy items. Oh man, because right? they're they, they are hot items, yeah. and they they are cool. Like 
Um, one of them was like an outhouse. Oh, jeez. I, awesome. I, I know, but it was cool because like the detail, like there's like a toilet paper roll yeah, and then it had so a Time Life. There's a magazine inside. Yeah, he's a Time awesome. Life magazine. I was like, wow, this is so cool. And, uh, you know, in the end, I did the research and I think I can probably get, you know, $160. I'm probably going to get over $1,000 when I, I, I think. Oh. Right, it might be eight hundred. But one day, one day, I'm gonna get a haul like that, Orlando, and I'm gonna talk about it. I'm probably gonna do like a dance while like I'm doing the podcast. Now, again, I'm only okay. I'm only gonna get that number. Like, uh, let's say eight hundred is the top number, right? A thousand, like region of the stars, eight hundred. If it's a collector, gotcha. Right, and it's the only item. Right, chances are I'll probably turn that one sixty. I'm probably gonna take some best offers. Probably six to seven hundred dollars. Right, but the the rest of the day, I had a bunch of other hauls, and it led to about I I finally did the research on everything mm-hmm. about eighteen hundred dollars net for that day. Yeah, see, like I'm not having days like that, Orlando. I'm having good days. Like I'm coming home with like yeah, I made probably I'll probably net three to four hundred dollars if I like a really really good day. Man, that's gonna be one day. I'm gonna come home and be like, yeah, I made a thousand bucks today. Yeah, but it'll get there. Like again, and it's part of being willing to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. So. I'll share one more story from that day. That day also had another haul, which may lead to another haul. Mm. So that day I went to a house and I noticed a Harley David motorcycle, Harley Davidson motorcycle in front. That's always been a cue for me to go, do you have any Harley gear? Mm. Like I always do that. So I went and like he had nothing. He had no Harley stuff out. And I said, hey, do you have any Harley gear that you're willing to sell? He goes, oh, I got hundreds of shirts you know what? Let me go back. Mm. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And, and his wife goes, no, you can't. We're going to make a blanket out of those. Oh man. And I'm like, oh man. Like, and I had this dilemma. Like, do I push this more? Cause I don't want to be part of the marital strife in this. Yeah. But I did. <laughs> so oh. I, I asked him, I said, I said, you know what? I don't need to buy all of it. Just, are you willing to part with some of it? And she's like, no. And he's like, honey, we can part with some of these. Like, we're only making a blanket, and we got hundreds. And so he goes back, and he comes back with, like, 13 shirts. And we're not talking about, like, short-sleeve Harley shirts, which now go, you know, sometimes I do sell some of them for $40 still, but for the most part, it's about $20. But the long-sleeve shirts still sell for $40 to $50 if they're the right ones. Like, Mm -hmm. they have flames on the side or skulls, and it's cool Mm -hmm. design. So I ended up picking out 13 shirts for $70. So this is my second hustle of the week, I guess. And and each of those are probably going to sell for 30 to 40 Right? So that's, that's a nice haul. It was a good day. It's good. It's real good. But the other part of it was... Hey, these, when you're done with the blanket, hit me up. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah. And I had my business card, and I left my business card. And now, I haven't heard from them, so it makes me kind of sad. Yeah. Right? Because I'm a big fan of... Can I call you? Mm. But I already felt like I pushed enough. Like I didn't want to push more. And but they were and, and the guy said I got hundreds of shirts, a lot of them new with tags. So I'm willing to make that deal. You know, let us just go through these blankets. So hopefully one day, and I'm not crossing my fingers. I don't think they're gonna contact me, but if they do, wow, what a haul. Yeah, oh that's awesome. So it was good. Good job, Orlando. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it just it happens. You just you know, you just gotta yeah, be consistent. You know, just happens. No, I have serious. No, but I, 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 I joke. I'm, I'm not really jealous in that sense because I know the amount of work it takes to get there. Right? Like, like part of the thing is I'm probably passing up lots of great opportunities 
just because I haven't spent the time and learned all the things to look for. Now I'm finding things much quicker and easier than I have in the past because I've spent the time and researching and learning them. Um, so, and that's one of those things too. So uh, again, if you're out there and you're new and you're like, this hasn't happened for me yet, um, hang in there, right? Like I agree. Like these big sales and big finds, maybe you get lucky. I mean, we've had a couple of hustle of the weeks where people, you know, call in or let us know. And it's like, they're brand new to reselling and they found something that they flipped and made a thousand dollars on like that happens. So, but it only happens if you're out there looking for it. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the more you do it and the longer you do it, the better you'll get, which you know, in some ways kind of leads into this uh, idea of bolos, right? So what's your uh, bolo of the week? So my bolo of the week is hockey jerseys. And for whatever reason, is it hockey season right now? I don't even know. I don't even follow hockey. I'm sorry to no all idea. of you that love hockey. But hockey jerseys go for money. Hmm. And I, I think it's because you can't just go anywhere and buy a hockey jersey. Or maybe you can. I don't know. I don't go to malls anymore. Can you do that? I don't know. I, I think it depends on you bought something at a mall, Mike. I don't know, but <laughs> right. I mean, think about it. that's where we are. Like people, this e-commerce, and I'm like, you guys don't get it. Like people don't go to malls anymore. Yeah, they might go to Target or Walmart or Costco, but outside of that, go to malls. I mean, people still do to an extent, but 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 I think too, like people complain about it, and some people I've seen some people leave negative comments about you know reselling in general about how it's destroying. Um, retail, but but the reality is is you know you can't go backwards in time. You know time mm -hmm. time moves forward, and it's kind of kind of like you know radio or newspaper and TV. Like like these things come, and then something else eventually comes and replaces them. And there's 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 growing pains, right? Like people mourn the loss of what was familiar, mm -hmm. and and sometimes what replaces is better, and sometimes it comes with new struggles. But but the fact of the matter is. You can't go backwards. Like we're not going backwards to no internet. And now we're going back to like just reading newspapers for information. Like maybe newspapers are better and, and I, I miss them. But but the reality is you, know you can't go backwards. Are. Of course I know what newspapers are. Well, my dad actually worked as a pressman for a news uh, a okay, newspaper. Okay. So All right, let's get back to the bolo though. Bolo. Okay. So hockey jerseys, especially, you know, if they're made by CCM or they have a CCM tag or coho, like... They are they are definitely money, and uh, you know I still remember from our ride along video that hockey jersey. Yep. Right, that one sold, paid four dollars for that, sold it for eighty four ninety nine. It's kind of cool because it's exactly fire. what I said on the video. Yeah. Which was shocking to me, but hey, it happens. Uh, I also I just recently sold a Detroit Red Wings jersey for sixty dollars that I picked up for ten, and today when I was garage sailing, here's a here's an interesting one. Do you know the San Diego Goals? Do you know what they are? Yep. Right, they are age local team. They're a local team. They're not any minor league. They're like minor league, but those jerseys are going like for sixty, eighty dollars. Nice. And I probably killed any opportunity in San Diego for me to pick those up. But oh man, you're that guy. No, you just ruined it. No, but you just gotta be there, right? You just gotta be. But it was shocking to me. Like I've always sold. I've never thought about that hockey jerseys are a bolo, but mm. I think every hockey jersey I've had. I, I'm trying to. Remember, I think I've sold every single one of them for more than $50. Yeah. And most of the time I pick them up used for 5 to 10 bucks. Yeah. And maybe part of it, too, that we were able to pick them up uh, so cheap here might be one of the few benefits of living in California is that hockey is not a big deal, so there's not a big market of people You know what it is, though? Is it? Yeah, it is in certain parts of California. Certain parts of California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that that's, I feel like, a, a relatively new phenomenon. Like, I don't yeah. feel like hockey has been huge for very long but i think recently 
people are starting to get into it, you know. No, I agree. And and the reason I make this both, some of you are like, Orlando, jerseys, really? It's because a lot of people think about basketball or they mm. think about baseball, football. jerseys, even football. But hockey is one of those I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah. It would be really cool is if there's money in, like, bowling jerseys. Bowling? I don't know. Are there bowling jerseys? Yeah, man. There's professional bowlers, and they have, like, sponsors and stuff. I'm sure there's jerseys. Okay. People buy them. All right. Maybe maybe one day. All right. Not a bolo, though. Not a bolo. It's hockey jerseys. Maybe. Maybe a bolo. <laughs> maybe, right? That's that's true. All right, Mike, what do you got? All right. So this one's weird because it's not like a, hey, this is fire. You're going to make a ton of money. But um, we've noticed uh, in our posh store, um, We've got a lot of items. Some items are like the really big name brand ticket items. Some items are just kind of like thrift store finds where it's like, hey, you know, this is a cute item. I don't know. It's not like a name brand. We have found a lot of success selling Banana Republic stuff. And what? <laughs> Banana Republic? Yeah. And so that's... I am shocked. Well, and that's the thing is like, I know they're they're like not ultra high end, but they're also not like Walmart, right? Like they're somewhere in between. They're like... Yeah. They're like... You you see them at nice malls or nice, you know, designer places that is occasionally. True. So you see banana. Um, we've had a lot of success selling banana sweaters, banana tops, banana shirts, a pair of banana pants. Like, So what's been the ROI on those? That's what I mean. Like, it's not like, oh, this is like fire. Like, I bought it for a dollar and sold it for 50. Okay. But we're selling them consistently. We're, we're getting them for like a dollar to five dollars somewhere in that range depending okay. on what we're getting and selling them for like 15 to 20 dollars okay so yeah so like uh, if you're low on space again i think clothing one of the reasons we're kind of moving more and more towards posh is it is takes up way less space it's relatively easy to ship and and you know yeah so you're buying some for two dollars you make fifteen dollars you know so maybe your profit margin on there is only like ten or eleven dollars well if you've got the volume, it's easy to print. It's easy to pack. You're saving time in other ways. Like, you know, it's it's doable. We're enjoying it. Okay. So if it works for you, I, I think I long time ago sold a sweater that was Banana Republic. But I think that's the last time I looked. Do you have any banana in your inventory? No. We'll see if that might be the reason why that was the last time you sold a banana. <laughs> you're right. I, <laughs> but, you know, again, I, if if you're new to reselling, you're trying to build that capital and you find items that are selling quick, it's okay. worth it to you. Yeah. And 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 please don't, like, go out and buy everything you see banana and say, like, hey, Do your research. Yeah, get that phone know. out. Go to the eBay app. Filter it to completed solds. Pre-owned. Most recent listing. You can go to high. Like, sometimes people filter to high to see what's the most they can get. But you also got to look at recent because the what might have been high three weeks or three months ago, right? Because eBay goes back 90 days. May not be the same case now. Yeah, because I'd be really sad if one of you guys, like, messaged us and said, like, <laughs> I, got this I spent my entire— I got thousand Banana Republic I sweaters. Spent my entire life savings on, on banana or, you know, whatever, and it has ruined me, and I'm bankrupt now. Like, please don't do that. Like, research and no. But, but just a, a helpful tip maybe, like— it's moving quickly. I don't know if it's going to always move quickly, if this is a passing phase, but it's nice. You know, I got to admit, I have seen some people on IG post Banana Republic. There we go. It's a thing. So definitely interesting. All right. Well, the day you say natural issue will be the day that I'm like, Mike, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what natural issue is? It's like uh-uh. Walmart brand, like Hawaiian shirts. Dude, let's make it a thing. I don't know how we can do that. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like right now, you know what really, since we're talking about this really quick, is Cook Street, mm. they make shirts that look kind of like Rain Spooner. Uh-huh. 
And it drives me crazy. Like I'll go to the right. I'm like, oh, it's a right. It's Cook Street. And, and Costco sells Cook Street. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's everywhere now. I But I did pick up some rain spooners a few weeks ago. Have so you picked up one I yet? I have not found. That was like the first thing when we went to the thrift store. I was like, you got to look for rain spooner. And I have spent hours and hours combing through racks at thrift stores and never once found one. I, I wonder what's happening. I don't know if it's been resellers or people that own them have figured out that they shouldn't donate them. I don't know. But just like the Doc Martens that I bought, I one day I'm going to find them and I'm going to like make a huge deal about like, I got a rain spooner. There you go. Hey, and by the way, Mike, you did pick up some Doc Martens that uh-huh. were messed but Doc Martens that are messed up still sell well. I'm hoping. They really do because people like that look. It's just like interesting. The, the lived in. This thing has gone through a war look. They do. I've sold some for like $100 that look like totally beat up. Mm. And people are all about it. Interesting. All right. Well, so what are you looking forward to this uh, upcoming week? Wow. That's such a loaded question. Number one is getting through all my online arbitrage and getting it out. You realize I'm going to hold you accountable for that. I'll do it. I, and. You said number one, which means there's number two. So I'm holding you accountable for two things. Number one is that. Number two is to clear out any items that I have not shipped out. So not only do I have online arbitrage. Now, I did have a Denon receiver, and I had some Polk audio speakers, by the way. Nice. That I picked up that I sent to Amazon. But they were just taking, you know, this Mm -hmm. Denon receiver was heavy and big, and I sent it off to Amazon. I'm the only... A uh, person that has it on FBA or actually at all. And so it should so quick. But I have a lot of, you see what I struggle with uh, online arbitrage and retail arbitrage is that I have a lot of other items that are Amazon FBA potential, like mm. GameCube controllers or a GameCube. I didn't tell you the story of what happened to my GameCube. So I, your game? I had a GameCube. And sometimes to put a temporary hold after a long day of garage sailing, I put them on top of my. I put stuff on top of my kitchen cabinets. Wait. Like you know, there's that space between the ceiling and the kitchen cabinet, and you put stuff up there because you just want to get it out of your hands. Yeah, so I don't like have to look at it. Yeah, so okay. I put I put a GameCube up there, and I thought it's good to go. I walk away, and in slow mo, I see the GameCube come uh. off the top. Land on my oven, like boom, smash it, and then the little top piece, you know, the GameCube uh-huh. cover, like fly off. I'm like, oh, that's, money down the that drain. That is $70. Now, on the oven. I did shake it a little bit, and there's something in there. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to test it, and if it works, I'm going to swap it with the GameCube I have already that I use to play games on with my son. And okay. send that one into FBA. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But yeah, you again, you got treating this is I'm preaching Wait, to myself. So you shook it so you think that it works? No, no. <laughs> I just kept hearing things and I'm like, something's moving around in here. Anyways, that's not I'm preaching sign. to myself saying, you gotta treat your inventory like a business. Yep. Like had I taken that extra step to secure it up there, I wouldn't be out that money. Good, good point. But anyways, what I'm saying is I have a bunch of stuff like that that I need to just bubble wrap and send them to FBA. Good idea. Get it done, man. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, you want to know what I'm looking forward to? Yes. Here's I a do. weird one. I don't I don't know if this is a, a, like a great one, but 
I want to make more videos. I don't know if I'm going to have more time this week because I'm super busy with a lot of other things. Uh, but I, I would like to hear from you guys. The other videos that we're making, um, the most recent one with the mug, uh, our ride-along video, our unpacking haul video. Um, do you guys like those videos? Is it stuff you'd like to see more of on YouTube? If so, what kinds of videos are you looking for? Because I'm kind of thinking like maybe next time I go to a thrift store or uh, the next time I'm packing something in my garage, like just quick video. If there's something you want, let me know. Um, I'd like to I'd like to to make some more videos. So that's that'd be fun. To be honest, we got to do a garage sale video. Yeah, but that one would be rough. I feel like I feel like you lose a lot of your bargaining power when you're following someone with a camera. I don't know. Maybe the pressure's on. Like I better not look like I'm willing to make a deal here. You know what I mean? There's there's another way to look at it. Maybe. So. All right. Hey, with all that being said, it's time for us to roll out. Make sure you're following us on YouTube, Pure Hustle Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Pure Hustle Cast. We're on Instagram. We're Pure Hustle Podcast. Give us a call, 619-738-1170. On YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button, comment. I think I covered everything, right? Yeah. Mug life for life. (laughs) There you go. With all that being said, make sure you're being real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.